Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Batman 1966. Today we will be discussing Batman versus Two-Face. This is, of course, the second of two animated revival films. It came out just last year, so very, very recently. And unfortunately, it is indeed the final performance of Adam West as Batman. R.I.P. And honestly, like, it's still... I was going to leave this to the end, but it still is kind of rough to watch this movie, knowing it was the last thing Adam West pretty much did. It was the last instance of him being this iconic character, the last instance of his iconic iteration of this character. He just does such an extraordinary job here, and... It really gets me every time I watch this movie. More so than with the 60s series. More so than with Batman the movie. More so than with Return of the Cape Crusaders. For whatever reason, just watching Batman vs. Two-Face, knowing this was the last instance of him playing Batman, it just, it gets to me more than anything else. But my god, what a way to go. What a way to leave off a magnificent career as Batman. This movie... That was an awful transition, by the way. I apologize. (laughs) This movie is really good. I like it a lot. It is every bit as good as Return of the Caped Crusaders. Honestly, honestly, I don't think I have a preference between the two because... They both do an incredible job of accomplishing two very different goals. Because Return of the Cape Crusaders existed to mine nostalgia. It existed to be a throwback. And it is an excellent throwback. It's amazing in that regard. But this film takes that a step further, pivots to something entirely different, and goes out of its way to add... To Batman 60's lore. It goes out of its way to insert elements to that world that never existed back in the 60's. And I say that for a lot of reasons. Of course, Two-Face never existed before this movie in the uh, 60's world. Hugo Strange, a new edition... And by the way, Hugo Strange is exactly how he'd be if he showed up in that series. Uh, We get a Harley Quinn cameo in there. 
And also, not just that, but they also do something that is virtually unheard of in this series, in this section of Batman, which is genuine character development. Batman and Robin have actual arcs in this movie. Two-Face has an actual arc in this movie. Which is magnificent. Like, it's something we've never really seen before in Batman 60's anything. And it's actually done really, really well and adds a lot to this movie. You have Batman and Robin kind of coming to terms with how they feel about Harvey Dent, strengthening their own uh, father-son-esque relationship. Harvey Dent trying to struggle with his own duality with Two-Face. Like, genuine themes to their characters that we've never really seen them in before. And Two-Face, my god, Two-Face in this film is portrayed brilliantly. William Shatner gives a magnificent performance. Probably the best non-Kirk performance I've seen from him, quite frankly. He's magnificent in this film. Uh, The character is extremely compelling, very layered, incredibly menacing. They play around with the duality of him in a very... in a very engaging way. Like, to have, like... Harvey Dent is a victim to Two-Face's actions in this movie. And it's a level of nuance that we don't really get with 60s Batman villains. And it was a nice little change of pace. I I especially loved that whole phone call with Two-Face at one point. Where Two-Face is literally on the phone. Harvey has literally compartmentalized him to just be on the phone. Like, he has to hold the phone up to talk to Two-Face in his head without transforming into him. It's really, really cool. Stuff like that. Stuff like that that plays with the duality of Harvey Dent and Two-Face. Those two opposing? Opposing personalities it's handled very, very well. It's handled very, very well. I almost said rel. And really, it it plays out exactly how you would expect it to if this was the 1960s series. If Two-Face was ever included in the 1960s series, you know he'd be portrayed exactly like this. So they add to it while at the same time being true to what that series was oh that opening sequence is really really fantastic uh, where Hugo Strange just hooks up all the villains to the evil extractor and then they have that accident where Harvey Dent gets the two-faced stuff and then Bruce gives him the surgery and he's He's fine. He's great. He's awesome. He's regular old Harvey Dent again. And he wants to be assistant to the assistant district attorney. And everything's good. But we know it's not gonna be. It's it's really, really well done. 
and it's a really fantastic origin sequence. Now, I will say, my big issue with this movie is the King Tut tangent. Like, the 20 minutes that they spend on some random King Tut crime spree for no reason. I get that they had to push this to feature length, but that thing lasts way too long. It just goes on for far too much time. It feels like a filler episode of the old series, which I guess might have their which I guess might have been their intent, but whatever. It's not great. It it's not a great little tangenty thing. I mean, it's fine. It's entertaining. There's nothing wrong with it per se. But I would have liked to see them actually get into the meat of the movie sooner. Once that tangent ends, though, and they actually get into the Two-Face plotline, immediately, immediately it becomes brilliant again. Why can't I talk today? They handle Two-Face's return and the investigation into it very, very well. Uh, They very naturally play out how they... How that investigation drives a wedge in between them. And it's really, really fantastic. I especially love that sequence in the old hideout. Where they're trapped underneath the giant two. And Two-Face almost shoots them. But then he has to decide their fate with a coin. It's really, really well done. Uh, I also... (laughs) I love the subplot of Catwoman escaping from prison for no other reason than Batman stood her up. For no other reason than that. She just escapes using a public defender as a smokescreen who kind of likes being Catwoman. So, that's weird. That's bizarre. Okay, then. <laughs> but that's that's a really funny subplot, and I love it so, so much. Uh, there's this amazing identity auction scene where Batman and Robin have their identities exposed by Harvey Dent. By Two-Face 2 Harvey Dent, actually. Two-Face figures it out and even goes as far as to unmask Batman. And we actually see Bruce's face under the mask. It's further than they ever went in the series itself. But they have this amazing moment where Two-Face literally auctions off the identity of... Batman and Robin, everyone pitches in to outbid Catwoman, who's trying to save them, and they spend like $10 million, and then Batman and Robin escape and beat the crap out of all of them. It's real good. And then you get the big plan of Two-Face, which is just to make everyone evil. So he used Hugo Strange's evil extractor to create a similar accident to himself, Just to create a whole city of Two-Faces. And earlier in the film, we did see an example of this with Robin. Robin did get Two-Faced. Robin was 
a test subject of the evil extractor dispersion thingy. And Batman and Robin had this big epic fight, which was really awesome. But he literally just goes throughout the city in a biplane, just dispersing this evil gas to everyone. And everyone becomes two faces. <laughs> and it almost kind of feels reminiscent of the bomb scene. Because, like, literally everyone gets two-faced. Like, you see uh, two people kissing, some nuns, some people on the theater screen, Chief O'Hara, the frickin' radio announcer guy. Like, just this conveyor belt of people who turn evil. It kind of feels like bomb scene-esque. I think that might be me just overanalyzing it, but man, if they if they intended to sort of hark back to that, that is really, really well done. They almost certainly didn't, though. And then it all culminates in this fight in an oil refinery, which is shockingly brutal. Like, there are explosions happening all around him. Batman literally, literally leaves Robin behind, saying like, hey, you should not be here at all. And then they have this really dark confrontation, genuinely affecting, effective confrontation. Where Two-Face literally just goes all green and kicks out Harvey Dent. And then they punch without words, which really says everything you need to know. And they have this actually brutal tense fight instead of a fun cutesy fight and then it ends with Batman replacing Two-Face's coin with a blank and letting his indecision force Harvey to come out again it's a really fantastic fight, and then you get that really phenomenal ending where Harvey Dent auctions off Batman. Harvey Dent comes back having no memory of Bruce and Dick's actual identities as Batman and Robin, and then auctions off Batman for charity, and Catwoman bids on him. It's amazing. This is a real good movie. This is a really, really, really good movie. It's very well done. It is a very fitting goodbye to Adam West. I am a big fan of it. These animated revival films, as short-lived as this Enterprise was, I am so glad these two movies exist. Because we got a little tiny morsel of 60s Batman before we fundamentally could not receive that anymore. I'm glad Adam West and Burt Ward did this before Adam West died. This was... It, it, the, these two films are really, really good. They're very satisfying. They play on nostalgia while also building that legacy in a really fantastic way. They're so freaking good. They really, really are. And with that, so ends our Batman 1966 discussion. Man been like what six months since we started this and now it's over 
We've discussed all 120 episodes of the series. We discussed the live-action movie. We discussed the two animated revival films. There's nothing left. There's literally nothing left to talk about. So, I guess now we have to transition to some other show. So, tomorrow I will be putting up a poll for Season 2 of the Television Archive. Of course, I will put a little tiny recording here saying what those poll- what those- what those options are and where you can find the poll when it's up. So I will be here almost certainly tomorrow. I will give you that data. The poll will run until the 28th of July. And then season two of the television archive, whatever show that ends up being that I'm going to talk about, launches July 30th. What will it be? Who knows? But whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be a fun time. Uh, It will not be as much of me just laughing at everything. Because it'll be something that I can talk about more generally and less blow by blow. Like I've been doing the past couple days for these animated revival films. But, man, it'll... I've already... I've already written out the four options for myself. I would love to talk about any one of them. Like, I literally have no preference. That being said, I have a pretty good idea of what's going to win in the end. So, maybe it'll be that. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll surprise me. Uh, But we'll see. That will all kick off tomorrow. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. No call-ins in this entire Batman discussion. Kind of disappointed about that. Step up your game for Season 2, guys. Really. I want your calls. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Tomorrow, I will be debuting the poll for Season 2 of the Television Archive. Talk to you then.